prepare to embark on an incredible journey through the life of <laughs> Freddie, a young professional with a story that's both relatable and hopefully a bit inspiring. Join me as I share Freddie's roller coaster ride from uncertainty to unexpected success. This episode is about embracing the unpredictable twists of life fueled by relationships and passions rather than meticulously laid out plans. Get ready to challenge the myths about vocation and dive into the heart of what truly matters. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffholtz. We I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> what a privilege it is to be with you today. My name is Eddie Hoffholtz, and this is Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffholtz. I am your host on this podcast that starts as a newsletter where every week I write something, uh, I send it out, and then I podcast it, which is what's happening right now. I hope that this time for you is, uh, if nothing else, just a good way to pass a couple minutes while you're out on a walk or on a ride in the car or taking the kids to school or whatever. But also, I hope that uh, through what we get to consider together, that be uh, helpful, funny, maybe inspiring, maybe just, I don't know, maybe just silly. Sometimes just being re- random is good enough. Today, I think we'll fall a little bit on the more serious side as we continue what has become my favorite thing, which is this uh, advice column. I've, people have sent in questions. By the way, please go to eddiecoffolds.com, send in a question. It doesn't matter. I mean, it can be super random. We've gotten some random questions. And so uh, one of them I answered on the uh, in the newsletter, and I will read it in just a moment. And then uh, I'm actually going to follow up because there was a, a related question that I will follow up as a little podcast-only exclusive thing here today on the Free Skate in a few moments. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do that. Please rate and review it. Uh, and please do subscribe to the newsletter. I think that's all the things that I notated to ask. I am just really glad that you're here on this, doing the best we can. It's a live show. I tell you that every single week, but I think I say that just because I'm a little insecure because sometimes I stutter and stammer, but you're okay with it. It's live. We're doing it together. Here we go. Here is uh, this week's main idea. Issue 41. What if our job doesn't matter? This is the question that was sent in to me. Hi, Eddie. I'm a young professional who, right out of college, started serving in college ministry. I was involved in and was a college minister for a couple of years. Then I transitioned into the nonprofit world and have been enjoying that. However, I am wanting to transition from my current job, but don't know where to look or how to market myself well. As someone who was a minister and then jumped into the nonprofit world, I assume that you have skill sets like me, a little bit of everything and can do just about anything in whatever field you are in. My question is, how do you find what's how do excuse me, how do I find what's next for me and truly dive into what I'm passionate about and what God is calling me to? Nonprofit nomad. Allow me to regale you with the tale of another young professional. Imagine, if you will, a charming, well-below-averagely handsome peach of a guy who is a jack-of-all-trades but master of none. We'll call him Freddy. When everyone else was choosing career majors, uh, college majors, sweet Freddy had no clue what he wanted to do with his life. As a result, he picked a strange major that gave him plenty of free time to do whatever he wanted, including volunteering as a middle school youth minister alongside another leader with whom he was not so secretly in love. 
As he was finishing college, Freddie still had no clue what he wanted to do outside of not so secretly marrying the leader. So he listened to and trusted a friend and pastor who mentioned also becoming a pastor and going to seminary, which is theological grad school. And off Freddie went. Seminary was fine, but Freddie floundered, realizing that he wasn't like the other seminarians. In fact, when he was really honest with himself, he didn't even want to be a pastor. So he changed majors in grad school, which to some was a bit insane, and even Freddie wondered if he shouldn't just drop out, move to L.A. or New York, and try to break into what he actually loved, comedy writing, stand-up, and sketch comedy. But Freddie was fearful, and he thought God was calling him to now study counseling in seminary, which he did. And then he graduated. Then things started moving quickly. First, he moved to Seattle to be a counselor, then back to Florida to be a counselor at a church, a church at which he would then become the announcements and jokes pastor, which led him to making an announcement that would about an important nonprofit that would change the world. Freddie volunteered with that nonprofit, then went to work for them for seven years. During that time, he stumbled into podcasting, learned a lot about creative and marketing, and was, and was introduced to some of his very best friends. Now he works at another nonprofit, leading their marketing, and is happy with his life. Nonprofit Nomad. What can we learn from Freddie? Well, first we can learn that because I'm slightly embarrassed about my own story, I decided to use the very odd literary device of speaking of myself as a fictional third-person character. Surprise, I'm Freddie. What an unfunny, odd, and Freudian writing choice that I made this week, but I'm sticking with it, and I'm not going to edit it. There's something worth knowing that even 20 years later, I'm still a little bit embarrassed that I've never been able to answer the question, what do you want to do with you when you grow up? Yet here I am, and I feel like you and I have a lot in common, Nomad. First, we are both on a journey of what's next. Like you, I found myself with quite a lot of experience, but not a ton of clear pathways. But unlike you, the idea of marketing myself hadn't really occurred to me until like 20 minutes ago when I reread your question. Like a kayak pulled out to sea, I just rode the currents and had a hell of a time doing it. I loved being a youth minister and really loved falling in love with my uh, fellow youth minister. I liked seminary, despite the fact that I literally had to pay a tutor to get me a C-plus in Greek. Furthermore, I enjoyed and enjoy being a counselor, writer, podcaster, and marketing creative professional. But at no point did I ever market or plan any of this. Somehow, I just went from a young professional to a middle-aged man wearing gym shorts at a Starbucks as he waits to pick up his kids from summer camp. None of this was planned. It just happened because I did the next best thing and pursued what was interesting and available. Neither I nor you, Nomad, have to have a plan. There is simply today and what opportunities present themselves. Furthermore, these opportunities I've found never have anything to do with skills or resumes. In fact, Every move I've ever made, ever, happened because of one factor, a relationship. Someone I trust and who knows me mentioned something to me, which then led to the next thing, which then led to the next thing. I've never gotten a job from even the most sterling of resumes or fancy website portfolios. Quote, it's who you know has been the defining characteristic of my vocational life. And I suspect it will be that for you as well. I know that's not the advice you were looking for, and I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you how to reformat your resume in order to leverage your ministry experience for new and exciting career fields. But you're really smart, and I have a hunch that you already know how to do that. Yet what I sense in your question uh, is a concept far less practical and a bit more personal. 
Nomad, you wrote, quote, how do I find what's next for me and truly dive into what I'm passionate about and what God is calling me to? Well, for the what's next portion, I'd go back and read everything I just wrote. What's next will depend on your network of trusted friends and your willingness to scrap your best laid plans. Though what I have to offer you from experience is this little pill to swallow. It is quite likely that your vocation will have nothing to do with what you're most passionate about and what God is calling you to. Please don't stop reading. In my weird third-person journey, there was only one thing that Freddie felt called to or passionate about. Did you catch it? Yep, it was marrying the leader. In fact, everything else was just details about how he made money and found fulfillment in the hours that he had to work. In fact, in my life, I've felt the universe, the divine, and the sacred pull me in a certain direction only a few times, and none of those times were vocational. There's a myth that many of us adopt, Freddie included. That is, the myth that our work is so important that it must be ordained by the Creator. Yet, that's a myth birthed out of privilege and the false hope that what we do with our career needs to be so important that a divine spark must ignite it. But what if it's not like that, Nomad? You'd appear, you appear to be a person of Christian faith, given that the Bible is full of people who just worked normal jobs and then did extraordinary things. Sure, God moved some into specific vocations, but more often than not, the job was just a job, and the real work had to do much more with the condition of the heart. What if that's you, Nomad? What if you just do a job you like, even if you don't like it that much, but put all the strategy and marketing into pursuing justice, mercy, and humility? Could you enjoy a life if that was the case? If I got to start again as a young professional knowing what I know now, I'd probably still end up in this Starbucks, happy with all the people I get to love and who've seen fit to love me. But, and this is a big but, I'm certain Freddie would have taken at least a few years to worry less about what he was called to and invest that time writing a spec script for BoJack Horseman. Certainly, there would have been people in L.A. and New York who needed a charming, well-below-averagely-handsome peach of a guy to be friends with for a season. I don't know what the world needs from you right now, nonprofit nomad, but it just may have nothing to do with your job. Dig deep, man. What makes your heart come alive? That is your North Star. Everything else is just, well, everything else. Hmm. Okay, so that was my thought for the week. It reminded me of a moment that I had, gosh, many years ago. I was uh, speaking in front of a college group, and um, they were like, what, what advice would you tell yourself if you were... Like, uh, you know, in college now. And I was like, oh, here's the advice. Nothing matters. Just do what you want. Nothing matters. And it was it was silence. I could feel your silence when you just heard me say that. And it was silence on the other end of it. But uh, I digress. Uh, I did want to answer another question real quick. It came in and you'll hear that it was on the same vein. But I think it also touches on some other stuff as well. Ooh, did I click the wrong background music button? Hold on. Let's hear this. Oh, that's cool. I think that was the um, advertisement reading from before. Well, I like it. We'll keep it. If we run out of music, we'll go to the other one. Okay, so someone else wrote a question and said, uh, my question is about career shifting, but more specifically transferring skills to unrelated fields. I have a degree in healthcare, uh, or should I say many degrees for the same uh, uh, profession that have given me a lot of student debt over the years. 
I worked for a time in different settings, elementary schools, hospitals, rehabs. I switched to academia, teaching about my profession in all hopes to keep the mundane out of the way and try new things. My job and profession are good, but I'm done. I don't have the passion for my field anymore. I feel a pull to do something else, but I don't know what that else is. What I want to know is, do you have any advice for someone looking for a new job and how to find what fits you? Also, when looking, how do you evaluate whether or not your previous skills will translate or if you're qualified? Maybe it's a fear of rejection or imposter syndrome, but I find myself talking myself out of every open job, thinking that because I have a specific degree, I can't do anything else. I definitely don't want to go back to school, but I want something new. Okay, uh, so I'm going to keep this person anonymous. Um, but I will say this. Uh, first of all, it's a really hard spot to be in. It's a really good question to ask. And I don't think anybody really can answer that question fully except for you. But I do have a few things to offer. One is, I think, what I just wrote to Nonprofit Nomad. I think part of this is maybe giving yourself permission to separate what is good enough to get you through your vocational day versus what you might be passionate about. I vaguely remember reading a book called The Vocation of Ministry by Oz Guinness. It may, oh, see the music ran out. Okay, we'll go to the other reading music. Um, oh, now, see, now that's all moody. That's fine. Uh, I remember reading a book by Oz Guinness called The Vocation of Ministry, and it was kind of making this differentiation between like work and what that which is most gratifying and deeply fulfilling of your soul. And I tried to express that, I think, to Nomad. Maybe maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But I think part of this is there. there is a little bit in the question that's being asked where there's kind of a searching, a searching, a searching, a searching. Um, and I wonder if a job will ever fulfill that. Like, it hasn't for me. I like my job. I love what I get to do. But the real searching for me and the real growth of my life has had way has had almost nothing to do with vocation. And uh, the places that I have felt most fulfilled uh, happen outside of that. They happen in the context of a family that I get to be a part of. That's like a family I've never known before. It gets to be mental and physical health that I haven't known before. Like there's a lot of other stuff that makes me passionate. Um, but I do really like my job. So part of this person who's asking the question, sorry, I didn't come up with a clever name for you is, is there anything you can do just just to do a job that you can turn down the noise a little bit of what's next? What's the next big thing? What do I do? I'm freaking out. Do I go back to school? I don't want to go back to school. I've got student loan debt, da, 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 right? Um, like, is there enough they can just turn down the noise so that you can take some time to, one, pay your bills, go back to the financial series, build a little equity, do a little savings, pay your bills, do all the stuff you need to do, right? Is there a job that you can do that just, okay, that's it. And then lets you really explore your passions, really lets you explore even what you might be called to and lets you really dig into, is that even vocational? So that's the first thing I would offer. The second thing I would offer is this. Um, I don't know if you still have debt. That has given me a lot. You said uh, I have many different degrees for the same profession that has given me a lot of student debt over the years. If you still have student debt, there is no shame in that. We live in a country that has a lot of student debt. Uh, and a lot of us hold student debt. I will tell you uh, candidly that I do not and Brian does not have student debt and we have worked really hard. And that has been the most freeing uh, piece is paying down that student loan debt because without debt, uh, we have the freedom to be a little more nimble with career choices. Um, we can make less. We can move to D.C. These weren't things that happened uh 
well, they did happen out of privilege, but they also happened because we were nimble enough and didn't have a lot of debt. And so I get back to, I think part of the noise of this question will be turned down if you're able to get out of debt or at least aggressively attack debt. Um, I don't know your finances, but I'm guessing if you removed whatever your payment is, uh, you, you would be in a place where you financially could maybe not be as concerned about what the next job is and what it will pay. Which I know was a minor point in what you were asking. But uh, then I would also land on the third thing is you said maybe it's a fear of rejection or imposter syndrome, but I find I talk myself out of every job opening because I have a specific degree and I can't do anything else. Um, I get that fully. Um, but one, I think it's who you know. I do think there is a relational piece to it. But the second thing is, is... I think there is some work to be done on around that fear of rejection and imposter syndrome. And I'm not going to counselorize you on this show, but work is just work. This should be a transactional thing where you put together your best resume and you open up chat GPT and you <laughs> have it help you write a cover letter and you take your old job and you look at what you did and you're like, okay, I can totally make the case on paper that I'm good at this, that I would be good at this job. And then I uh, send it in and then I send it in and then I send it in and you apply for a million things and you maybe get a call back and you don't, and then you make a connection and you go on LinkedIn and you do all of that kind of stuff. But the fact that it's pinging on fear of rejection and imposter syndrome, that speaks to something deeper, something that has nothing to do with like, it's not, it's like a job. Like this should just be a transaction. I'm trying to get a job so that I can get some money and enjoy my time during the day and meet nice people. Maybe I'm called to it. Maybe I'm not right. But there's something in there that's like um, makes me want to in the fullness of everything you've written go, you are not the sum of your career. You are not defined by your career. It doesn't matter how many degrees. I wish I, you have many degrees for the same profession. Like it feels like you're stacking up accomplishments um, and those are great, but they also don't make you any more or less valuable as a person. And your job doesn't make you any more or less valuable as a person. And uh, so I just want you to know that that is a thing that is true, that you are not valuable because of what you do or what you've accomplished. That being said, it's a really hard, that's a hard thing. That's a hard. I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe, subscribe to that. So I'm able to definitely say that and I am able to not able to receive it. So those are the three things I offer you. And I hope that maybe for those that are listening, uh, they were somewhat helpful to you. We will wrap it up today. We do owe ourselves closing music. I like the closing music. You know, it's the only music that it's made its way through the whole show. See, I like it. It's just the right vibe. As always, thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing. Thank you for, he edits the newsletter. He can edit for you as well if you ever need anything edited. He just started the school year there, so don't hit him up this week. Hit him up next week. He's busy. Busy, Uncle Jimmy. we got to have him back on soon. Uh, thank you for reading and listening to doing the best we can and for subscribing and for saying such nice things and leaving reviews. My least favorite thing about all of podcasting is that you can't reply to the reviews. So I read these beautiful reviews, uh, and I do read every one of them and they mean a lot for those of you that filled out the survey. Uh, I'm going to keep it open this week. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm not going to do the whole big survey sell again, but if you have a moment to fill out a survey to help make the podcast better, great. You can win nothing. It is totally a selfish request. Uh, and I also want to thank Nonprofit Nomad and to our also unnamed person who I shared within the free skate. Because you asked a question, it allowed us to consider not only 
a bit of your journey, but maybe a bit of our journey as well. And it certainly helped me to write about it. So I really owe you a debt of gratitude for letting me think about that this week. If any of you have questions that you would like answered on doing the best we can, send me an email, eddie at eddiekoffeltz.com, or just go to my website, eddiekoffeltz.com. I felt good about seeing you this week. I look forward to seeing you next week on Doing the Best We Can. 